0: My first series, Extraordinary Ordinary People, is now done and dusted. It was a dream come true and a pleasure to record 20 such fantastic friends and family. As a grand finale, Ricky, my husband, thought it would be a good idea to turn the tables on me. So all my interviewees have had the chance to ask me a question each. And in this episode, I hope to answer them all. Here goes. Here
1: <laughs> Well, Michelle, all your friends have texted me your, their questions because they didn't want you to be to have the chance to prepare beforehand. Okay. So these answers are actually genuine and on the spot. Okay. The first one yes. is from Yalta. Let me just get my WhatsApp because it's all on WhatsApp. <laughs> Let me just sort this out <laughs> okay. and I'll get it done for you. Here we go. First okay. one from Yalta.
0: Yep. Hi, Michelle. Thank you so much. Asking me to ask you a question. It's super cool. Okay, yo tratando de intellectual, thinking, what I'm going to ask this woman, there's so many things I could ask you. Pero, nah, I thought we'll be ourselves and let's keep it real. Mira, when I got back from Jib after seven years, I noticed positive changes and I noticed negative changes. And this was in 1995. Ahora, you had to come back from the UK after spending, living, a decade Yeah. So what did you find was a positive change in Gibraltar and what was the negative change? Venga, thank you so much. That's quite a hard question. Well, I, I guess um, Gibraltar was very different when I came back in 1999. Also, I, I came back to a, a bit of a, a personal family situation where my father was very sick and, 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 and we knew he wasn't going to make it. So, I came back really for that. So, um, but I, I, it was a very different place. We, we used to go out um, a lot in, in La Línea, which was great fun. There was a lot more fun to be had than when I'd left um, 10 years before, actually, when I was 18. So that was in 1988. So there was quite a lot of fun to be had. A lot of my friends were married. This is the, the main thing for me. So as a single woman coming back to Jib, where most of my friends were married, um, I found that a little bit difficult. Luckily, um, actually, Ricky and I started working together for a company, a German company in Marina Bay. And and that um, helped me a bit because uh, I, I didn't have that many people to hang out with. So I used to go out with him. So I used to, I used to be one of the lads and I used to go out with him and his mates. Some of them hadn't married. So, um, but I, I found, I don't know, I, I, I can't really remember. I, I found that pff, Jib was very different, but in a positive way. I didn't get any negatives at all. In fact, there were probably more negatives when I left in 1988, dying to leave Jib um, and to change um, scenery a bit and get out of here. And uh, when I came back, I I was free. I had some money. um, Yeah, I had this family situation and then everything was completely different. I came back with a different attitude as well. So I think that also helped. So I hope, That answers your question, Yalta. And thanks a lot for asking me. It's a good one.
1: I think what the main difference was, at least for me when I came back, is that um, I was working or I had money because I had been working in the UK. And that financial independence helped a lot, I think.
0: Yeah, but also Uh, it was a very different place.
1: Yeah, and it was different. We used. went out in Spain when we came back. In
0: 1988, the border had just opened, really, when we left to study. See, Gibraltar was very
1: boring. I was like you. and I never thought I'd come back. And exactly. And then slowly but surely as you come back for holidays, you start thinking, well, maybe the old place is not so bad after all. Yeah. Uh, some of your friends return, So you have a bit more of a social life here as well. Yeah. So yeah, I think on the whole, the difference in our circumstances, I think also helped. For sure. But And also the changes in Gibraltar after the border opened, which... Was relatively positive. new for us yeah, because and, and positive. we grew up with a closed border. and yeah. We didn't know anything I else.
0: I mean, really for us, 1988, going to England Same. was like the big wide world. And it was like, wow, fantastic. We've been stuck in jib all those years without being able to really exactly. do much. So it was only positive, I think, I think returning.
1: Yeah, the open border made a yeah. big difference, yeah. I think. Anyway, yes, now time for, for the next question. And that, I believe, is from Alma. Okay. yeah, It is from Alma. And here it is.
0: I believe it's better to regret something you've done than something you haven't done. Is there anything you regret that you haven't done and might want to do in the future? Thanks, Michelle, for answering my question. <laughs> yes, there's there's some things I do regret. One of them is uh, is not ever doing a media degree. I I got into media in um, when I came back from well, no, one married. Mikey was born two thousand and six, so I got into media two thousand and seven when I applied for a job at Radio Gibraltar. They were looking for a presenter, weekend presenter, and. Um, that opened up a whole a whole new world for me. I should really have studied media. I studied languages and business studies, which was good, and helped me at the time, because in England, if you're bilingual, you've got a lot more opportunities. So I managed to, um, you know, fluke my way into lots of jobs with my Spanish. And that kept me going there for 10 years or so, um, pretending I could do things which I couldn't. One of them was being a photographer, yeah, kind mentirosa. of blagged my way through that one. And, yeah uh but yes I would have I think I would have done a lot better had I done a media or journalism degree maybe not journalism but certainly media and learnt a little bit more about you know what that life is all about because it's what I love it's what I love and what I think I'm a little bit you know quite good at I I enjoy it so much it's my absolute passion so yeah that's what I should have done so that's my one regret Alma but I agree with you that it's better to regret things that you've Put, put your foot into and done, probably, than, than not to have done them at all. So, yeah, I agree with you there. And thanks for the question.
1: Yeah, very good, well I suppose this is your little breakthrough to... Well, you've been yeah. in the media already here and working in, on TV and this radio. This definitely
0: has given... And not just me, because I think it's given you quite a lot of joy as well. You've got into podcasting since I yeah. started to, to, to do mine. Um, and you've been listening to... Because you like history. So you've been listening to history stuff so you've you know different things and you've enjoyed you're enjoying it
1: yeah speaking of history and regrets that's probably one thing that i do regret not having done history at o level or a level at school well your daughter is um, yeah she is we're
0: yeah. living it and through I, her. I
1: and i like helping her and i enjoy yeah it, you know getting involved with what she's doing because half the time i actually know more than her <laughs> anyway
0: <laughs> don't tell her that
1: <laughs> no, no 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 especially now she that won't she's be starting with for won't So this next question is from Thomas, Thomas Laurie. And here it goes.
0: Okay. Hello, Michelle.
1: It's Thomas Laurie here. My question for you is, what's the one thing that people always misunderstand about you?
0: Did he say misunderstand? Yes. Yeah, so people think I'm a gossip or used to or don't tell Mitch because she's going to tell everybody else. I think I've learned a lot or grown up a lot. Uh, People think that I'm a bit like that not a bit kind of um no Ricky wouldn't you agree yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah I used to think that too
0: (laughs) (laughs) and then you married me yeah there you go yeah I think probably I was a bit like that before a bit sort of gossipy or I've learned my lesson I tell you really have learned my lesson and um that's one thing I think that I'm mist- misunderstood about now. People probably still have that idea that I'm a bit like that and I'm not a lo- I'm not at all anymore. Uh, everybody gossips, everybody talks about everybody else, everybody likes to know things about other people, but there's a, there is a point where you don't repeat it. And I think I have learnt through the years. At the age of 52, I think I'm now, no, wouldn't you say?
1: Yes, you've mellowed out a lot, I have
0: to say. Uh, thank you. <laughs> well, at least you admit it. No, no,
1: it's, it's, it's something, yeah. Um, it's funny because I think sometimes people say, oh, well, let's not tell Michelle because she's got a big mouth or Michelle. Said, or people say, oh, Michelle, do no hayas nada. But then they ask you, if you know about somebody's gossip, or yeah, so there was—it's a bit of. And a, people tell me
0: things as yeah, you and they know. Tell you things and they people confide are, in you. They confide in me, and I Even come home and I said. Even you
1: have this reputation of being a big mouth, people still confide oh, in you. I think so I had this, rep, a, but it's exactly
0: what Thomas says. I think people have I misunderstand now because I'm not hmm. like that, and well, hmm. I don't know if I ever was that bad, but if yeah, I yeah a little bit for the off. Anyway, Anyway, we better stop this now. Yes, let's stop this now. We're going to end up having a domestic right here.
1: um, And now it's Mr. Adventure Man, James. Oh, James. Hi, Michelle. Tell me, what was your childhood ambition and have you achieved it?
0: Wow I always wanted to do PR as a child Because I was always like very gobby And very um, chatty So from a young age My mother was like You should do something like public relations I think my mother imagined me To be in like the Vogue magazine Like an influencer Now You'd call it an influencer now um, And I think I probably I would have liked To have done something like that Maybe Or or been better at, at it Um Uh, But yeah, that's probably, that's probably, I don't know, my, 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 I I always thought I'd like to, for example, one, my dream, my childhood dream would be to present um, like the BAFTA awards for a TV company, like be there on the red carpet with a microphone. And every year the BAFTAs or the, or the Oscars come out and I always tell my family, I wish that was me. I wish that was me. I wish I could go to one of these award ceremonies with a microphone and just talk to famous people.
1: What have you done? Miss Gibraltar, which is the local equivalent, I suppose. I've Miss
0: Gibraltar. I've interviewed Olly Mers actually. Well, there you go. Um, once at the music festival and um, we did it live on Radio Gibraltar, which was quite fun. That was like quite a big claim to fame. Also, I've interviewed a couple of people from the X Factor uh Katie somebody or other and the guy with the afro what was his name I don't remember James something James, no? James something yes with the afro very they professional came, James something they, they came to jib and then we did this thing in the piazza um, but I've had no training I mean very little training really I think it's one of these things that you have to be quite you have to be able to do it or not and I'd like to think I can do it but yeah probably my childhood dream was that was to present like an award ceremony like the Oscars you never know James I might be there one day (laughs) I live in hope
1: question is from your beloved daughter here goes
0: (laughs) if you were to play Snatch Game who would you be? oh what a question so for those of you who don't know what Snatch Game is, it's part of RuPaul's Drag Race. And we have watched every single season, every single episode. We've even been to a drag con in London and we had an amazing time. And Snatch Game is a game that they play in every single series uh, where the drag queens dress up as other people and they imitate them. So if I were to be on Snatch Game, I would be RuPaul himself. Um, I'd have to be bald. Or maybe I could go, as RuPaul, um, dressed up. And I know some of the phrases I could say. If you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love somebody else? Can I get an amen up in here? Amen. I think I'd be quite good. Anyway,
1: go on. This question you're going to have to think about a little bit. Oh, gosh. Because uh, it asks you.
0: Okay, go. uh,
1: Okay, all right. Okay, okay. Hi, Ricky, it's Edward here. Here's a question for uh, Michelle. If she was to have her um, dream dinner party from anyone in history, what five characters would she have? Or which which individuals would she have at her dream dinner party? Well, it's Remembers a really good in question. In history, in history. history.
0: Yeah, so, you know, I'd have my dad back because he died in 1999 and I miss him a lot. And I think it would be really fun to to, to have him at a dinner party and talk to him about my our children and just to talk to him about where life has taken me and I think he'd he'd um, have some wisdom some things, some words of wisdom to tell me so I think he would be good at my at dinner party and he was always a great great fun um who else could I have somebody that's passed away
1: uh, oh. Well, they don't well, have to be dead. They death, just have well, to be someone he-
0: Somebody in someone history. From history. Okay, somebody in history. So, I don't know. My friend Claire is another one who's passed away. and She's in history, but she's also another person that I miss quite a lot. And she's quite fun, too. Um, historically, we could have, well, David Attenborough. He's a, he's, he's, he's
1: in, thankfully, he's very much alive. He's and very much alive, the but moment. he is part
0: of our history, isn't he? Well, and he I'm would be really either. interesting to have at a dinner party.
1: Yes, So I we'd agree. have to
0: we'd have to include him. He is.
1: Okay. He's been around for a long time. No, so I suppose is, yes.
0: He's he will be in the yes, history book. National books.
1: treasure. National treasure.
0: Yeah. For sure. So that's three. Okay. So maybe Henry VIII would be quite good. No, he wouldn't. Don't you think he'd have really? a story to tell? Uh, he'd well, certainly
1: yes, he definitely eat his way. He'd certainly eat his way through go, dinner. How well he go down with women these days? But there <laughs> you go.
0: Well, you could. We could put him right. Give him a he's few things exactly to an think about for
1: equality. Is he?
0: No, he's not at all. But he might be an interesting character to have. Mother Teresa would be good. So we've, we needed five. So we've got Henry VIII, my dad and Claire, Mother Teresa. And then the other person I'd have who isn't dead is Louis Theroux because I find him really interesting. And I've based my podcast a little bit around what he does. I like the way he presents. I tell you what, Rosa Parks would be somebody to have. I mean, especially after my uncle, you know, got quite emotional when he, when he met, when he was talking to me about meeting her. She would be somebody good to have at a dinner party. Yeah. So yeah, that would be it. Thank Very you, good. Edward.
1: Okay. Well, this next question is from someone who is, uh, holds quite an important office in Gibraltar. Oh. The Honourable Minister Bal Oh.
0: <laughs> Bogic. Michelle, how important is climate change and the climate emergency to you and your family? And how much importance do you think you and Gibraltar generally gives to the government's commitment to promote safe cycling and walking in Gibraltar as a real alternative to the car? That's two questions. (laughs) The first question is that we're headed for disaster. I absolutely believe it. It's something that my uncle is horrified about. It stops him from sleeping because he really thinks and believes that um, the world is just you know going to go to pot with the climate change and i think you just see it the whole time the heat suddenly and then it gets really cold and then the 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 the, the, the whole thing is just a little bit of a mess the, the glaciers are melting and you can see the effect it's having on the polar bears who have to go scrambling for food much further than they used to because things are changing the whole time and the ecosystems in the world are changing all the time because of climate change and we need to do something about it and putting pressure on governments is the only way because they are the ones who have to change certain ways of doing things so i kind of a little bit agree with the, with the extinction rebellion people i mean they've gone a little bit too far maybe by gluing themselves to buildings or or floors or things like that but i i, I realize that they do have to make some sort of stance for people to to recognize that this is a serious problem um And as to cycling in jib, cycling in jib, it's a difficult one. I've had conversations with Paul Valvang about this. We we have when he came home to record the talk.
1: Hi, it's Hexal Garda from Fitness TMB. We work with men and women over 40 to get fit, lose fat, get energised and develop a powerful mindset. You can accomplish this by implementing significant changes in your habits and routines, such as optimizing nutrition and mastering your sleep. I have created for the over 40s the RRE method Recondition, Recharge, and Energize. It's a 13 week program that will enable you to find gratification in your fitness journey, as well as positively shifting your mindset and well being. You can get in touch at heck at fitnesstmb.com or visit fitnesstmb.com Okay, uh, next up is someone very close to home. In fact, so close to home, she lives right next to us, Susan.
0: So, Rouge, my question to you is one that actually was thrown about my house all my life. And um, we always used to get a different array of answers from, you know, different members of my family. I even remember my dad and mum speaking about this, and I always wondered what other people would would answer to this question. So the question is: Would you remain in Gibraltar if Gibraltar became Spanish? It's oh. something that you know we've spoken about long and hard in my home. I'm and, sure. Um, with so many implications. Would you live in Gibraltar under a Spanish flag? Ooh, what a question. There you go. Think about it. Not too long. La Susan. Vaya pregunta, hija. Wow. What could I say? Do you know what? I love Jib. <laughs> and I would be tempted to say, yes, I would live in Jib even if it was Spanish, But as long as my passport was British and my rights and my civil rights and my any rights were not affected um, and I could still be British, then maybe, I don't know, what would you say? Definitely not.
1: I wouldn't. I don't think I would stay because you'd be a foreigner in your homeland. If you have a British, I would definitely not have a, Brit- a Spanish passport. No,
0: nor would I. That's the thing. And would we be able to live? if you
1: retain your British passport, it would mean that you're a foreigner in your homeland, especially now that you're not even in the EU. So you'll be a third party citizen, a third country citizen in your hometown. So
0: we'd have to go and live somewhere
1: else. Uh, I I would definitely think well, about Well, we could it go and live in Italy. That's what yeah. I would do. That wouldn't be a bad thing. I would go I'd and live be in Genoa. Or a country citizen somewhere else. living in the EU, but yeah, but yeah. yeah. Better Italy than in Gibraltar and having to be a foreigner here, I think, or live like a foreigner. Here. I
0: would, I would try and stay here with my British passport if, as, for as long as I could stand it. But thank you, Susan. Good okay. question.
1: Yeah. This next question comes is is a very sweet question because it comes from Sharon, piece of cakes, Sharon. Oh, hang on. Let me do it. There you go,
0: Michelle. A question I wanted to ask you was. What do you hope to achieve with the podcasts? Where would you like to see it in a few years? Um, Where would you like, what kind of things do you want to transmit? Um, What kind of guests are you seeking? Or do you think this is something that will grow and evolve and will be an organic process? But what do you hope to achieve with this new venture of yours? OK, so thanks, Sharon. At the moment, the whole idea of the podcast was because I've always wanted a show called On the Sofa with Rouge. I just want to get my voice out there. I feel like I have an opinion and I want and I and I, I like to talk. I enjoy talking. And now I've got series two starting, Sharon, which is called Women Rising, as you know. And um, and that's coming very soon. I'm all, I've already recorded some incredible women with um, amazing stories to tell. I just um, I'm looking for sponsors if anyone's listening and fancy sponsors. Sponsoring One of my podcasts, please get in touch But yeah, that's my next thing And alongside that Davinia Torrija and I are going to be recording Street Talk Which is where we're going to be just discussing life The universe and everything Most teachable topics, things that are going on in Jib And just airing our views And we want people to write in, get in touch Let us know what they think And it's just conversation Because it's important to to just talk
1: It's just as well that you uh, mentioned Davinia Because she's up next
0: ah since you're an only child um would you have liked to have siblings and if you did how many and what would be their names
1: how many siblings, siblings and what would be their names
0: Mm-mm. So, yes, I'm I i don't, I'm not bothered about being an only child. I've never been bothered until now. Now it does bother me <laughs> for various reasons, which I'm not going to go into. But uh, it does. I, 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 it wouldn't be a bad idea to have a brother or a sister. Luckily, I've got very, very close family who live away, but are there. And um, if I need anything, I, I tap in. I call them. So, um but I would love to have brothers and sisters and I'd probably like to be one of three you're one of three and it works quite well and my dad was one of three and that works quite well and my dad also there were two boys and a girl and I quite like the idea of being the only girl so I wouldn't mind having two brothers and what would they be called one of them would be probably called well I'd say Michael but I'm Michelle so I don't know really Charles maybe I don't know what they would be called I haven't thought of names names that I like Maybe my grandpa was Richard and my dad was Michael. And we've got a Richard and a Michael now. Um, I don't know what they would be called, to be honest. Mm, names that I like, boys' names that I like. Max is quite a nice name. Quite like that. Then I think of Paul and Sharon's dog as Max. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know what a they nice would be dog, called, though. but, but I, yeah, he is a lovely dog. I, I I would like a brothers brothers, even a sister, but I've got family that 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 play that role. So I I don't feel too um, alone. Missing. I don't <laughs> feel like I'm missing out too much. But thank you very much for your question, Davinia
1: okay well next up is uh mr fitness or the first of you mr fitness because you've got no 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 oh daniel daniel here we
0: go let's go hi michelle it's daniel my question is what motivates you I've always known you to be a really busy person with uh, running a household, working a full-time job. But you've always had so many projects on the side with uh, TV and radio. So I'm just curious to know what drives you to to keep doing all these projects on the side. What motivates you, Michelle? Escaping from the house. (laughs) My kids motivate me. Doing things for them motivates me. I do a lot of things for them. Um, What motivates me just generally life? I'm just and an energetic person, I've always been energetic and uh, my mum's energetic and she's getting on a bit and she's still got a hell of a lot of Going now uh, I think I take after her a little bit, and um, I just I just like doing things, I, and I'm always and don't leave a stone unturned. And now that I've got into this podcasting, the world is my oyster. There's so many things you can do with it, so many people you can talk to, find out about. I enjoy all the research. My radio job was brilliant because I I used to do loads of research for all the things I would talk about, and I'd always have stories. And by looking things up on the internet, I'd find out about things and more things and i'd spent hours just looking at you know useless information but on on the other hand like really interesting things and that just kept me going wanting to do the next thing and exciting me as long as i'm excited i can carry on going daniel so yeah
1: anyway your next question comes from a former well from a friend and a former colleague of yours radio colleague of yours let's see if you can guess who it is i'm sure
0: you can and your poll
1: let's see version (laughs) 2
0: Andy Uh, Rouge hello
1: Uh, my question Andy Coombe here my question to you is uh, if you had free access to anyone in the world who would you like to meet and interview on the sofa and why
0: you know what I'm going to say no
1: Oh, God, Idris.
0: My man Idris. I love Idris Elba. I've kind of followed him through quite a few of his different things that he's done. Luther, and then he's done um, The sh- the Long Walk to Freedom, and now he's doing Fight Club, and he's a model, and he's a rapper, and he does quite a bit for charity. Mm, he's just, I don't know, I quite like I quite obviously find him quite good looking And I just l- Would love to chat with him He seems quite quite a nice bloke In this fight club that we're watching on a Sunday night He seems quite personable And he would be nice to like have on the sofa And to have a little chat with uh, My my kids would never believe it But one day I might just meet him <laughs> I follow him on you Instagram You wish, you wish well, You never know
1: Yeah right uh, and uh, next up is um, someone who's v- very close to our kids' hearts. She taught them. And this is Cathy.
0: Well, Michelle, <laughs> a woman of many talents, my question for you is what is on your bucket list? Because I'd really like to know. <laughs> Oof, loads of things, Kath, So. Doing something with On the Sofa with Rouge was my one on my bucket list. So done. Tick. Uh, Travelling. Travelling. I want to do loads of travelling. Different things because I I quite like the idea of going off to help like in Africa for like a month or two and then coming back and then going off and doing something else somewhere else also I want to travel like to go to I'd love to go to Istanbul and visit all that area around Turkey which seems incredibly interesting I'd like to do like a five-week tour of India and just um just experience India I wouldn't mind going to Japan it's another my on my list I've got lo- loads of countries that I want to visit there's two other things I'd like to do one is to go to Italy maybe to the Tuscan region and learn how to cook learn have a co- uh, cooking lessons but in Italian with an Italian chef in in, in Italy uh so that's on my bucket list. Also, I want to pick up with my friend, pick up my French again, because I I don't speak French. Very embarrassingly, we went to Paris quite a few years ago, and Ricky spoke better French than I did, to m- much to my horror.
1: It wasn't very difficult, I have to say.
0: It was terrible, and I did A level French for goodness sake. I'd forgotten most of it, so I really want to brush up my my French. Um, so yeah, I want to do some sort of classes to practice my. Spoken languages, Italian and French So yeah, those are a few things on my bucket list
1: Very good Well, listeners will probably recognise this voice from from your podcast This is fitness person number two two. Mitch, I've got a question for you Last summer, you had your uh, double knee surgery And the question really is, how has the extra activity affected you? Not so much for keeping your weight down and staying fitter, but in terms of well-being and feeling happier, being able to do the exercise, how would you say that has impacted you, the extra activity?
0: well having my knees done has given me my life back really I have to give a big shout out to Mr Berger because he did a good job I don't know whether it was because I was quite fit anyway before I went into the op I managed to lose like the eight kilos that I'd put on and um I was able to recover really quickly I mean incredibly quickly I've uh, recently had a a problem with my back probably from so many years of walking badly because my knees were so bad so now I've been doing functional patterns with Simone Redmond and that's helping my back a lot and I've also been having some osteopathy with Priscilla which has helped me a lot but uh, I do have a problem with my bones and I have to keep as active as possible my favorite thing to do is to swim so I've been doing quite a lot of open water swimming Sandy Bay um, and I'm getting back my rhythm I I got quite a good um, quite a good rhythm and then I had my operation and I've been kind of on and off out of action since with my back and things, but now I'm getting back into it because my back is better. So yeah, it's really important. It's everything to be fit and to keep moving. Never, if you have a problem with bones, try not to keep still because that's the worst thing you can do. You have to just keep going. But thank you, Heck.
1: Okay, well, this person is very special to you. Yes, yes, yes. You speak to her every day.
0: (laughs) Of course. I know who that is. I want to ask you a question. Lord. If you had your life all over again, Would you have it the same as you've had it now? Or what would you alter? I don't know. If I had my life again, would I change things? Yeah, I probably would change a few things. Um, I would probably do more with my career. I didn't. Um, do very much in England when I lived in England for 10 years I tempt and I worked in different jobs interesting jobs I did a bit of everything but I didn't just do one thing and concentrate on bettering my career to kind of get further and further so I did many different things and I should have really just maybe concentrated on one thing Um, that allowed me to have the holidays and come and go and come to gym and then go and all the rest so yeah that's one thing I would change and um, maybe yeah me the whole media degree thing maybe I should have D- done another another type of degree but apart from that i'm i don't really regret the way things have turned out there's one thing i wanted i knew from a young age i wanted to have children i would have had a lot more than i've had but what? because we started late when i when we got together i told you i wanted six children
1: oh well, yes, yes and yes, you said and good, i said to i wanted to lo-
0: and you said we're having two and that's it hi michelle
1: actually that's not her what really. do
0: you look up to the most and what qualities do you love about that person
1: That was Luis Tanieto, by the way, not Uncle Reggie, but he's also family.
0: I look up to... Who do I look up to? Me? I look up to my Uncle Reggie. Because everything about him is just done with love. He's just full of love. He's the most unselfish um, man, the kindest most loyal and loving person. I couldn't say enough about him and the way he's lived his life. He's lived his life for other people (laughs) all his life. He's given, he's given everything, you know, to um, fight for the human rights of other people. He's, you know, traveled the world doing this, worked in Central America for years. Then he went to America, to Washington DC. Then even in England, he, he, he's worked just always doing something for the underprivileged for for those who 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 don't have what we have
1: um, thank you Luke. this next question comes from fitnessman number three I'm <laughs> getting a bit worried now all these fitness men <laughs> but here is Chris Michelle like I said on your podcast um, I, I described you I had to describe you in three words and it was um loud talkative. And bubbly. Is it hard for you to keep that appearance all the time? Or do you have to put it on and put it off?
0: What kind of a question is that, Chris? Do I have to put it on and put it off? It's just the way I am. I've always been loud. You'd say yes. I've always been talkative and I've always been bubbly. These are three... Things that i've always been all my life um so no i don't have to put it on and it just kind of happens i usually i engage mouth before brain so yeah i'm gonna just start talking uh that's just the way i am part of lovable me yeah
1: you definitely engage mouth before brain but anyway (laughs) we'll leave it there um mm -mm.
0: okay reggie's now
1: uh, yeah, it is Reggie. But he okay. sent us a text. He didn't um, okay. send us a voice message. Uh, and I'm going to read it out as he wrote it. What are the three most important things in your life? Question mark. <laughs>
0: uh, he did write question mark. Yes. So the three most important things in my life. One is health. Because without health, uh, you can't do anything. So I've made more of a conscious effort to be healthier. Lose a bit, little bit of weight maybe um, I've definitely Practically stopped smoking I mean I can't, shouldn't really say But I have the odd one uh, Very rarely now And so yeah that's one of the things Keeping healthy, the second most important thing In my life my life is my family um, That's a nice Well what, health Is more important than my family I would probably say my family and then health My family, health And um doing being kind is now one big thing in my life being kind um I know somebody who wouldn't want well, agree who doesn't think I'm kind because we've had a big argument about it recently uh, I won't mention any names but um being kind to people is very important because you don't know what the other person is going through so even if you're having a bad day and you want to like have a go at someone just think and take a step back and just be kind to people so health family and being kind
1: good yeah i think i agree Mm -hmm. pretty much i would have said something very similar okay i think
0: in what order though Ah. Ah.
1: (coughs) anyway the next question (laughs) comes from another former broadcasting colleague of yours
0: paul 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 Grant. he also
1: he also wrote it to me so Uh um i'll read it out Michelle, whilst you were living in England for so many years... Yeah. ...was it your intention to move back to gym? Did you ever consider staying in England longer term?
0: I lived in England for 10 years. I loved it, every minute of it. I had a great time and... um, I didn't really get a career So I knew that I didn't want to live there forever So uh, I just, well, when dad got sick in 99 I'd already thought about leaving England But I was thinking of going to Madrid And trying my luck there, working there I didn't want to um, choose Jib as a place to live Because Jib really had no opportunities when I left So I didn't really want to come back to that And then when I came back to Jib And I realised that actually Jib was quite a cool place There were loads of places opening, loads of new restaurants once it was a different vibe. I was older and I had some money, and I, it was just great fun. So um I knew I didn't want to live in England, but I didn't have the career that I could have, or now regret having.
1: I, I lived in London, and I think it um, it wore me down. A bit of a rat race. It wore me down yeah. a little bit, especially when I left. I was close to thirty, and I kind of knew that I didn't really want to. If I ever had a family. I didn't want to raise a family in London. Yeah. And I came back to gym not really thinking I was going to stay. But in the end, you know, one thing led to another. Friends came back, mm. work, getting married, all that. <laughs>
0: yeah, <that's, laughs> so, that um, kind of changed Yeah, your... that
1: kind of changed things a little bit. And, um, yeah, so, and here we are. Here we all are. these many blissful years 19
0: later. years later.
1: Yeah, so... On that note, yeah. we are now reaching the end. Ooh. And last, but very not, by no means least, is a very special young man. Okay, my question to you is, <laughs> what do you think is more common? Wheels or doors? I personally think it's wheels, but up to you.
0: Wheels or doors, what's more <laughs> common? Definitely wheels, because there's more wheels than doors. Because in a car you'd have four wheels, in a house you'd have like well no in a house you'd have lots of doors but i'd say wheels but that's a very weird question mikey wheels or doors mm, i wonder where you got that that's your son's oh, that's just your out of the, the left oh. field son for yeah, you Yeah, he is a bit quirky so yeah it's been great fun answering all these questions i hope i've um done all the all the yes askers justice askers <sighs> question askers
1: okay it's your podcast i suppose but yeah no, and i hope you've learned something about yourself have all you learned all anything
0: learned. would you ask me a question um oh i don't know <laughs> yeah uh,
1: why did you marry me
0: <laughs> oh, what a question what a question it's a good question actually why did i marry you well i said and it came out in our wedding speech that i wanted to marry somebody with blue eyes so that was the one, the first thing I had the thing okay. about blue eyes. Um, the other thing was you're quite alternative, which I liked a lot. And actually I'm glad because the children have come out like that more like you than me in that sense that they're both quite alternative. And I, I embrace the quirks and the difference the being, you know, not following the rules. I like the idea. You liked lots of things like me. You like traveling. You, you're a bit boho, a bit hippie. Um, you used to have long hair.
1: Once upon a time, yeah.
0: And we were always friends. You were a nice bloke. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know if I'd say that now no, really joking. A nice you, were, Not yeah, you were a nice bloke You were just fun You were just quite nice You were completely different to me Like I would even say the opposite to me More quiet, more more introvert than I am I'm like, you know, really extrovert You're, But I think it worked quite well It's still, we work very well as a team We've had our ups and downs like I suppose any other couple But we we work quite well as a team We run the house well We've done a good job with our children Even
1: if we do say so ourselves
0: No but we are We're told that the kids Are you know Good they are They're good humans They're good people Yeah So yeah That That's why I married you Okay cool
1: Very good Why did you marry me Oh no that's We don't don't have time For this right now
0: (laughs) (laughs) And with that We're going
1: to bore The listeners I think
0: With that we will finish
1: Bye Bye
0: You've been listening to season one of On the Sofa with Rouge, where I've chatted to many different extraordinary, ordinary people. Season two is already in the making and is called Women Rising. I'll be talking exclusively to women, extraordinary women, inspirational women, about their lives and their loves, their struggles and their successes and their emotional journeys. Don't miss it. Coming to you soon on your favourite listening platform. Thanks always to my producer Charlie Hurst. You can catch him at soundunit.co.uk. and also a big thanks to Beatrice Garcia for designing and painting the podcast icon. You can catch her at beatricegarcia.com.